Hello and welcome. <laughs> I, I saw the setup there. Uh, well, you know, you can't set something up without paying it off. That's what I learned from Mr. Super Invisible. Ah. Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Ringo the Chimpanzee. <laughs> I knew it! The movie this week is Mr. Super Invisible from 1970, directed by Antonio Marghetti, except for in the movie it says Anthony M. Dawson, possibly because it sounded too Italian. Oh. And written by Luis Marquina Maria Laura Roca, and apparently based on a novel. Ooh, that's interesting. What's the novel's name? I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says oh. that Maria Laura Roca wrote the novel. Shame, shame. Internet movie database. Mm-hmm. Starring Dean Jones. I'm not going to say anybody else. There's pl- plenty of animal actors. They're just not listed. Very disappointing. Did they list the rooster? No. That's the most important one. <laughs> that was a tough bird. You don't mess around with that rooster. Mm-hmm. You don't just fall in his mm-hmm. neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you're going to parachute, parachute somewhere else. <laughs> Those henchmen were terrified. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know how I would react if a rooster charged at me, though. I jumped over a fence once. Because a rooster was charging at you, or is this just yeah. the, that's no, the No, well, I mean, story. I jump over fences anyway. I jumped but... over a fence once. No, no. Well, no, yeah. bye. Rhode Island Red, big old rooster. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> were you wearing shorts or something? You're afraid um, it was going to pick your, your leg hairs? I, I do not recall my attire no. uh, during, during this time. Fully nude, like many of the men in this movie. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Perhaps I drank a potion as well. <laughs> potion of jumping. Yep. <laughs> oh, it was a gummy bear potion. Okay, yeah. Hop right over that fence. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh. It'd be cool to have one of those hats, though. I always like the gummy bears a little. Oh, they're little. This is kind of like a Robin Hoodish yeah. style type yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to the first episode of the Gummy Bear Podcast. <laughs> We're only talking about gummy bears, and I'm not talking about the cartoon. What do you, what do you guys like? Uh, this episode's all about the theme song, the clear ones, the red ones. Yeah, that that was one section of Disney Afternoon I did not stick around for. But it's high adventure that's beyond compare. <clears throat> that's the that's the problem. If you watch it, how can you ever watch anything else? <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. It's a high mark. It's yeah. too much of a high mark. Exactly. It's like after you eat at the best <laughs> restaurant in the world, you never want to eat again. Like, oh no. Uh so <laughs> Mr. Super Invisible. <laughs> Gargoyles though, right? Was uh I never watched that either. Really? I think I was Already in my my mutant oh Ninja I forget or I forget we're oh, we I'm just, a little bit younger slightly yeah. we just watched a gargoyles movie yeah oh dang my <laughs> Frankenstein I was thinking about the gargoyles cartoon while we were watching that movie really uh, well like the, the possibilities of, of of them taking one of my favorite Disney cartoons and making it a movie I was like oh Michael Bay get <laughs> Michael Bay on that realized that they were secretly angel angelic um, beings fighting demons yeah I've aren't never, we all never seen a aren't we all show so I don't no. <laughs> don't know. Mr. Super Invisible was oh, a yeah. random selection. And it's for full or uh, for free on full at YouTube. I've lost my ability to to make coherent sentences. Include, Not required in the podcast world. You'll be fine. Including the word coherent. You're gonna you're gonna do great. That's good. That was kind of Canadian right there. You're gonna do great. E. Sorry. What year did this movie come out? 1970. Mm-hmm. Had a nice 60s feel. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was made for TV to me. It, it had a bit of that feel to me as well. 
It certainly felt that way. Uh, uh, the the trivia that I read on it said it was the kind of thing that they showed like on kids at kids matinees. So it's the B movie, yeah. The flip but, side. See, I don't know who Dean Jones was though. You guys were like, "Who's this guy?" Well, he just reminded me of someone I'd seen before. Mm-hmm. And then when you when you would explain that he wasn't that darn cat. Yeah. Uh, that was the realization that I was like, okay, I've seen him there. But the thing is, more importantly, his vo- I think he, he might have done either some voice acting or something. Probably. Because his voice sounded very, like, very, very much so like some cartoons I'd heard before. Maybe something else. Yeah, I was obsessed with cats when I was younger, and I watched everything that was cats. And so I saw that darn cat. And the lives of Thomasina or whatever. And all those ones. You say that like you're not obsessed with cats now. Yeah. Well, at that point, I wasn't able to have a cat, so I was more obsessed. Mm. Now I have cats. I'm still I still love cats, but it's not the same as having to seek out every cat movie right that comes out cuz I have two kitties. <laughs> Tigers make a very cute face speaking of cats. I still haven't seen that Kevin Spacey cat movie yet. Kevin Spacey, that darn cat. Yeah, you can't watch. You can't watch any. Uh, no, it's not that darn cat. It's a uh, cat. Nine lives. Nine lives. Yeah. Yeah. You can't watch any Kevin Spacey movies anymore because yeah. he's been replaced by Christopher Plummer. In okay. Every movie. That's good. Usual That's probably good suspects. Thing. That might be interesting. Yeah. Boy, that was a thing. So invisible. Yeah. The chronicles super. of uh, no. super invisible. Yeah. Shouldn't he be Doctor? Super Invisible? I think it was called Mr. Right. Super Invisible, right? Exactly. But he's he works in a laboratory. They refer to him as Doctor. He's some sort of genius. I I assume. This movie takes off like a shot. <laughs> yeah. Or just in it. Yeah. Yep. You get you get a little moment of everyday life, but really it's not a long one before things Start getting a little goofy. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really give it... Because, like, like, there is sort of a balance to these sort of movies where you kind of have at least a moment to get your footing down on what, like, what's expected to be normal activity Mm -hmm. before the hijinks begin. Yeah. You don't really get that sort of footing with this movie. No. I feel feel like you're just, like, thrust into it, uh, and then it's just like, here's the information. You digest it now. Yeah. He's a single man who lives with his dog and his his housekeeper who's downstairs. Mm-hmm. He he talks a lot for a man who lives alone. I mean, I guess talking to the dog is okay. But he's already. He, I mean, he's he's. What we established from the opening of this movie is that he he's kind of absent-minded. He just like monologues on about whatever he's thinking. He's obsessed with a woman. And uh, we don't we don't know what that's all about, but he's like magnifying her picture, and like, uh, what's going on here, buddy? And he doesn't like the smell of eggs. Yeah, he made that very very evident in the beginning. There, it makes more sense when you get to the laboratory why he doesn't like eggs anymore. Yeah. That seems to. I don't really understand what the what that was about. I mean, were they like injecting the the virus into the eggs or? Like an incubating. Unfortunately, I think the exploding eggs had nothing to do with the virus. It right. was just a side project that the scientist was working on. It's just something that went wrong for the other guy. Yeah, I don't remember if they gave much of an explanation on it. He said something about something he was working on, but yeah. And I think people thought it was made up because you didn't actually see it in the beginning when they were talking about it. The exploding egg thing. Yeah, you. I mean, you just saw him walk out. You heard the explosion, and he walks out like, oh, my experiment's going wrong. He's not even the main character. Who cares, buddy? Get out of the way. We'll see what Dr. – I don't even know the name of these characters. <laughs> Unfortunately, they didn't really give much introduction to yeah. any of these guys, nor did they, nor were there many names that, First were, names that were being given. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, well, the, the, rich, the rich, obnoxious guy is Harold. Yeah. Remember that? Lots of people saying Harold this, Harold that. The woman's name, last name was Scott, because I remember you asking if she they were saying she was Scottish or not, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Our our main invisible doctor, 
I cannot tell you what his name is. His name was like, uh, Dylan or, uh, Doogie Hauser. This is, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, Doogie. It was Doogie. Doogie. Denwell. Peter Denwell. Oh, Peter. 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 Mm-hmm. Peter. Yep. We were close. We were close. What was the, uh. Her name was Irene Scott. Irene. Mm. Thought she was Sally. Good I didn't say anything. She's not a native English speaker, (laughs) so she must have been dubbed. A lot of people were dubbed in this movie. Uh, What was the menacing old lady's name? Her name was uh, Mama. Oh, Mama. As far as I know. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) So were all of those bad guys her sons? No, I don't think so. I think yeah, she, she referred could, to them as her boys. Yeah, maybe uh, my boys. Maybe they were just colloquially. I okay. mean, they weren't. You know, they were calling her mom. Right. Well, you know, it's like it's like uh, I don't know. It's like something. Mama. It's like Ma Barker, <laughs> the Beagle Boys. You know, those aren't actually yeah. her children. No, fair enough. Fair she enough. just uh, stole them. I don't know. Well, I mean, if, she, if she's the, lead, the head of this sort of uh, crime gang or something, you know, Mama would be like a, you know, a term they gave her or something. Sure. It's like the Godfather. He's not the Godfather for everyone. But he is, isn't he? This movie was so full of, like, almost offensive things. Oh, yeah. Like, there were so many moments where I was like, oh, no. <laughs> They're gonna do this now. And it was, like, an inch away. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they did say something that was a little bit on the edge there. But sometimes it was like, wow. Yeah. Somebody wanted to do this, and you could tell somebody else was like, no, we can't do that. But let's do this instead. Mm-hmm. Like oh, fair enough, definitely, <laughs> definitely, Sarah. I agree with you. There, there were definitely some some, some hijink moments where I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, this isn't gonna go down no. right. Yeah. Also, how how close can we skate to racism without actually? I don't know. The you know they get he gets a phone call from somebody in Bombay, and uh, there's definitely an, a, a woman who looks like she's Indian, and then a man who's not facing the camera. But they 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 do have a stereotypical accent, but I'm not nece- I'm not sure if that's necessarily an issue. They were like cartoon characters. Everybody in this movie was like a cartoon. I couldn't say it better myself, Sarah. You know, for kids, <laughs> because like even even with their the, the the acting quality of them being cartoon, their the soundtrack alone with all of the whoop 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 and mm-hmm. the whoop whoop. Yeah, going sad, on sad trumpet. Yep, <laughs> it definitely add, it it accentuates that that uh, that 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 what you're saying there, Sarah. Cartoony thing. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, a, a little bit too much sad trumpet. I don't. It didn't need so much. I, I don't know. It kind of made me. It made me laugh when they just when it, because the, because of the overusing of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like they do it once and then they do it like three more times. Yeah, boom, boom, <laughs> in boom. a row. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Why, why, why? It was. And then I feel in some scenes that they, they yeah, no, that, that's it, man. I feel in some scenes they would use, uh, they would they would set you up with with this, a particular uh, mood or tone by playing music even before like the thing that you're supposed to be feeling or react to would actually happen. Yet uh, I'm trying to remember the one scene in particular that 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 that, uh, bal- that met what I was trying to just explain, but I felt that that was a, a reoccurring theme yeah. in this movie. They were, like, trying to set you up for, this is what's going to happen in there this was, scene based on the, like, sound cues. Yeah, there was a song, I think it might have been this part, where he, where there was, like, some romantic music, oh, yeah. and yeah. you're like, he's you're like, just standing there by himself, what's the romantic music? And then she's there mm-hmm. in the room, and you're like, oh, okay. But it was, like, a little <laughs> bit before sure. that happened. <laughs> yeah, there's just, like, two guys walking and you're just like oh okay oh yeah, what's the movie trying to tell me now guys are, uh, yeah all right <laughs> well, that was that was the, the thing right no that was him walking when he was wearing the dress oh, oh walking with the other guy that's it that's it and then the car they were pretending to be a couple in the car the police car drove by this this movie is pretty stupid <laughs> it was it was fun to watch but there's one thing you can't say about that, and that's that the script is not tight. The script is very 
there, there's no loose ends. There's no loose ends in this movie. Like it, it. I mean, other than the poor, the poor chimp who just gets gets locked in the the the, the lab the whole time. That's how I feel. I feel the only uh, real shortcoming to this uh, the story. But otherwise. I feel like it's like watching vaudeville or something. Just like constantly like a setup and a punchline and a little dance move or a trick and yeah is like like Benny Hill meets like Freaky Friday or something every every action had to be commented on you couldn't he couldn't do something without saying like well I'll just put this over here yeah I'm gonna slip out of my hands oops (laughs) yeah it, it it was kind of almost built like a radio drama in that way. Mm. Characters were describing everything they were doing. Yeah. Oh my god. What? Just the just this whole thing of him. Okay, so do you want to talk about how he gets this way first, or do you think like? No, no, yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wrote down a bunch of story beats if we want to go through it, although it's not. They're just kind of goofy notes. I just took some opinional notes this right. time. I didn't. I didn't really do a structure story note sort of taking. No, no, no. I understand. That's fine. I feel like it's not really the kind of thing. That, there aren't very many details that need to be laid out. No, just the important ones. Yeah, I no. think would be enough what to I get was, you through to the. What I was going to say is that a former guest Josh Hollis does a podcast called Predictocast, where him and. Uh, his his podcasting partner watch the first ten minutes of a movie, and then they pause and record uh, what they think is going to happen with the rest of the movie. And I kind of want to kind of want them to do this movie because I think they're just going to hit all the marks because <laughs> 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 it would be hard not to. Like true, you know, the invisible guy walks into a bar. We named all the jokes. He walks into a restaurant. We named all the jokes. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he's alone with a mo- a woman. You don't have to say. You you know what's going to happen. Obviously. Being invisible makes me feel like a tiger. Oh. Aaron. Yeah, that was the line. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So how does he... You want to talk about how he turns invisible? Circumstances? No, I was going to say something about his attitude after he's invisible, but I thought... I didn't know if you wanted me to go there before we talked about oh, the no. fact that he can turn invisible. I mean, I think that... Have you guys seen any other Invisible Man movies other than uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, of course, Aaron? I've seen The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay. Joel. Yes. Uh, I have seen parts of The Invisible Man, the movie, and I've seen the trailer of Kevin Bacon's Hollow Man. The trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got it down. I don't know if I... That's, I felt that's all I needed. Pretty saw much. Hollow Man, but I I saw that Chevy Chase one. Uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, directed yeah. by John Carpenter. Oh, that sounds uh, interesting. Future episode. Yeah, future episode of the making. Yeah. So I've seen the original The Invisible Man. I've seen Hollow Man. And uh, recently I watched The Invisible Maniac, which is a movie from the 90s and does not need to be commented on. Thanks a lot, Stuart Wellington, from the Flophouse. It's all your fault. But there's one thing that these invisible people have in common, and that's after going invisible, you start to lose your inhibitions. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say the whole thing with him being invisible is, like, he turns personality. Like, basically, he becomes he becomes a prankster. And he becomes kind of a, like, yeah, a fast joker, like, just real quick. <laughs> just, like, starts, you know, saying all these crazy things and setting up jokes and and little, yeah, little pranks <laughs> on people and stuff. And it's like, he goes from being, like, a normal scientist to being, like, you were saying, Aaron, like, a... Oh yeah. yeah, I wrote that. That's actually one of my important notes, which was uh, brilliant, brilliant uh, scientist reduced to hijinks. Mm. Yeah, that's the movie in a nutshell. Yeah, it's my synopsis of this film. 
he becomes an animaniac. He can't, he can't help himself. He's got to he's got to check out that nurse or whatever. <laughs> I definitely have to cross that note out. The chimp really wasn't the star. No, the chimp wasn't. It was well. It's yeah. a. I mean, but it was just an early made, prediction. It was yeah, an early prediction. It was the dog. He made an impression. Oh yeah, yeah. The that, floating carrot. That was really the. That was the star. Yeah, of this that's movie. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was a good dog actor, man. He carried on a string. <laughs> carried on a string. <laughs> the dog reaction shot when that chimp turned invisible. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the best dog acting I've ever seen. Just hold your mouth open, boy. That's it. They'll get the picture. Good enough. It's witness to all his crimes. So get that dog to talk. He's got. He's got some stories to tell. I know what this lab was doing. Mm-mm. Nope. And I don't think they wanted us to know exactly. Okay, so they had that TV interview where they were talking about some advanced form of the flu, right? And they virus D, whatever it is. Yeah, it was. I the, believe it was the Resident Evil virus was turning people to zombies. No, that wasn't happening. But they said like we've isolated this single whatever. That all flu have in common, and they're like we're going to show you this super flu, and somebody's stolen it. Don't. But apparently, they've been working on an antidote. That's what the the guy in India in, was saying. Like, I was working on the antidote, and uh, something else happened. You need to figure an antidote for the antidote. And so he he sent him the mysterious bottle with unreadable language. I don't. I don't. I, it was written in a foreign tongue. Yes, perhaps he just he couldn't make heads or tails of it. Nobody could. They kept looking at it like it was a demon, demon's language. Well, it's good that he brought it to a séance then. Yeah. I forgot about the séance until you said a different language. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, That's what we were saying. They thought of everything. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, "That's convenient." Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can just walk in and talk like a spirit. Mm-hmm. As soon as they started setting up the fact that he was going to be invisible, I was like, well, then he's just going to have to be naked all the time. Yep. And, yep, they yep. used that as a joke, which I don't know if they would now. I don't know if they would use that. Not in a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, supposed to be for kids. Yeah, you wouldn't see that much naked man. Yeah. I don't think in a kid's movie nowadays. Even as a joke or, like, a setup for something, like, wouldn't it be funny? I said something like, oh, he's going to reappear in, in public somewhere and it's going to be, like... Show enough. I don't understand. <laughs> why, why Why don't you think children should be exposed to a full-grown naked man? I don't understand what the issue here is. Uh Oh, what's that, Mr. Policeman? Oh, you're taking him away. Okay, well, see you guys later. Bye, Joel! <laughs> it's not, the funny thing about it is it's not like he, like most of the times when we see him, you know, coming out as an invisibility, it's, it's from like the belly button up, you know, we're seeing he's not wearing a shirt and he's like, oh, you know, freaking out. And you think, oh, that's all they're going to do. Well, that's not true because later there's a scene where he's he's running away from the bad guys and... He's definitely starker. So he's got he's got two like leaves over the front and the back. Yeah, and you can see he's not wearing shorts. Yeah, and they did a couple of tricks where they see you see his legs like walking away, his feet and legs like mm. without anything else. But I don't know. I just think that it's kind of an edgy move for yeah. a kids' movie. Oh, definitely. And then especially when the other guy starts hanging out with him too, like <laughs> they're both naked, just hanging yeah. out in a room with a lady. Two naked scientists and a lady. Yeah, and she can't see them, but that doesn't mean they're not standing next to her naked. Did you read my letter to Penthouse, Aaron? I don't appreciate you <laughs> revealing that. Oh, sorry, Joel. About the two naked scientists. I mean, you did just leave the letter out in the opening. You know, I never thought it would happen to me, Aaron. You never but thought. But I saw this movie on YouTube. Yeah, I oh, was yeah, going to say this movie on <laughs> the x-ray vision thing or the turning invisible thing, it usually has a correlation to being a pervert, too. Absolutely. But um, this guy... I feel like he wasn't being as perverted no. as he could have been if it wasn't a kid's movie. He's still our hero, right? Yeah. 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 
And he didn't wait for her to take her clothes off in a room or something. No, like, he we didn't, didn't do see that. Like that. No. no. Yeah, I feel like this. There were. I mean, he was going out in public. He was doing a lot of different crazy little practical jokes oh, yeah. on people throwing a pie in someone's face. He was complaining about how cold it was. So oh, it wasn't yeah. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't, you know, just a thing to him. He, he was out there naked. He just happened to be invisible. That's yeah. A, yeah, he uses that to his advantage. Like, right from the beginning. It's, it's oh, yeah. You know, when he's in the lab, he's got the mysterious bottle that delivered to him. And he, he leaves it by, you know, Ringo's cage. Ringo played by Aaron. That's right. In a in, in a stunning role where he eats a banana and he eats a carrot. And he drinks out of a bottle. He shouldn't. Mm-mm. He pours some X-Lax into that guy's coffee cup. Makes yeah. a fart sound. Oh, yep, that's right. Not once, but twice. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta add that tag. <laughs> The best thing about that fart, the best thing about that fart sound joke is when everyone turns around and looks at the guy who's standing by the cage and his face is I can't you, obviously this is an audio podcast. Well oh, he's so shocked. He's, he's like visibly upset. And they're like, I feel bad for this guy. He didn't he didn't pass gas. He tried to blame the chicken. It's called acting. I know. <laughs> I was blown away. <laughs> he sacrificed yep. his pride for the art. That's right. Of acting like he was humiliated Ooh. and shocked. <laughs> you see beautiful this, moment. George Clooney? This is what acting really looks like. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. Uh. Oh my gosh. Now I gotta update the tags on my letterbox for fart joke. There we go. That makes seven movies. I can't tell you what they are. You don't have them memorized, Joel? I should. I really should. So I think that this lady was pretty that was the um object of every guy that worked in this lab's obsession. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you only have one female employee. Yeah, she was cool, and I liked her outfits, and she was a really good chemist. Erin was tripping over her hair. Dude, she had perfect hair. Right. That's what I wrote down in my notes. Her flawless. Her hair was top-notch. Flawless hair. It's that 1960s thing. At least, that's the way it is in TV and movies. You just... They got it fixed and, and done in a certain way, and then everything went crazy afterwards. You're right, man. In the 70s. That's right. I'm not sure. Hair Hairstorian? Hair that's, hair hey, that's a good idea. Hairstorian? That's got to be a thing, The Hairstorian right? podcast? I just, I'm just, just <laughs> throwing these I'm out just for free. A, I'm just starting a blog here. <laughs> Hairstorian. I don't want to record about oh. it. Don't be crazy. Somebody else take that idea and run with it. So, yeah, anyways, like like I said, he turns invisible in this lab and the hijinks start right away because those, yep. those immediately those two criminals come into his lab and we don't, we don't know what their purpose is, but they have a gun. And he's just like, I'm going to kill these <laughs> guys. Starts slapping them and tripping them and smacking them around. And when the guy asks the girl out, he starts burning him and electrocuting him. And yeah. He's like, I'm going to kill you, Harold. <laughs> I'm invisible. I can do whatever I want. You know, but the thing is, is when I think, like, if I was invisible, like, I mean, what, what, what would you do with that power to begin with, right? I'd like, kill a man. What? Well, I wouldn't do that, Joel. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But I mean, like, what, what would those powers benefit you? You know. Well, first of all, if I had to be naked to be invisible, yeah, I'd I probably do true. exactly what I normally do, which is stay inside my house and not leave. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Because he, yeah, well, I mean, he may also made it apparent that he couldn't see himself, right? You know, so but he never, what he, he never took the, the, the potion and, like, tried to apply it to his clothes or something, you know what I mean? That's true, yeah. He could have washed it down. Perhaps it could have been diluted. So Look at that one, one could still be clothed and, 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 you know. Probably just die through, whether that bottle turns invisible. Yeah, Anything I think it touches true. turns invisible. I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy because, like, now with the technology of using reflections and stuff to make something look invisible, um, it's so crazy cool. to imagine like what could what someone could actually do. What would they have to do to be invisible? 
Aside from, like, wearing a piece of, like, technological, (laughs) I don't know. Well, typically I wait till I'm the only kid at school at Christmas time, and then I receive a um, cloak of invisibility. Oh, yeah. And I I just wear that around school. Totally. Until until I have to play a giant game of wizard's chess or whatever. Mm. I want a cloak of invisibility. And you're still a person with a cloak over your head, you know? You get bumped into. I guess that's that's, true. that's one thing they didn't they didn't uh, you know scoot away from that either in this movie. He was bumping into people left and right. Yeah, being like, "Oh, excuse me, or watch yourself." You know, like I don't care if I'm invisible. Here's my voice. I gotta feel. I, I feel the peak moment of this movie where where believability and just in general like like WTF moment is uh, the dogs in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Leaning up on the bar, and he's using the dog as his avatar to, like, ask for a drink, apparently. I don't know why he thought that that was going to work. or I how. how either. How, I mean, that is, like, the, the, the moment where, where it was just, like, hmm. maybe the potion did hurt his mind. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it totally did. At a certain point. I don't know. That was the peak moment where I was just like, okay, he's lost it. He comes around. At first, he does try to come around with like creative, uh, you know, ways to get around the issue. Like when he decides to leave the lab, he has to take his briefcase. Yeah, and so he just walks next to the, you know, the president of the company or whatever, and and holds it right next to his hand, so it looks like that guy's holding the briefcase. And it's like that's that's a pretty smart move right there. Yeah, yeah. Except his dog was like, oh no. Say the words, but yeah. After that, he's just like, "Hey, the dog's driving the car. The dog's drinking at the bar." I wish that the dog had done that Macaulay Culkin face, but with his paws, <laughs> with his paws, paws up on him. Home alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say I found this movie a bit tiresome. Tiresome. Yeah, I found it a little bit boring in places, and there were times where I was definitely rolling my eyes. Like, okay. <laughs> Sure, show us this idea, too. I mean, there were some funny moments in it, (laughs) but I was kind of like, oh boy, like, this is gonna be, we're we're in for the long haul for this this, uh, situation here until it gets resolved somehow. Yeah. But I... Yeah, I felt kind of the same way I did when we were watching, like, Quincy's Quest or something. Oh, so you were in love with it. Okay. No. That's a different... (laughs) I didn't realize... I found this entertaining, but there were moments where I was thinking... Okay, what what are we gonna do now? Yeah. Yeah, I felt they did linger a, a, a little bit on certain things as well. The stuff with the bad guys... They really wanted to get the most bang for their buck out of this, you know, out of the different ways they could show humor with this guy being invisible or reappearing. And some of the, yeah, some of the dorky bad guy stuff was a little <laughs> bit silly. And yeah, but there were a couple of moments where I was like, ah. Which way did he go? Can we skip mm-hmm. this part? <laughs> Isn't here? You're going to have to follow what I say, Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre. The guy looks like Peter Lorre, so you get the Peter Lorre voice, right? I wonder how much of that bad guy stuff was just tossed in to make it a movie, as opposed to just a, a series of pratfalls from this goof, this goofy invisible dude. I was impressed with the the evil lady's house. I thought that was a pretty cool set. Were you impressed yeah. with the evil lady, though? Didn't um, you think it was hilarious that she was like four foot tall? I don't know. I don't know if that was an impressive trait. Were you laughing at her? I don't know if I was laughing at her it's shortness. It's okay to be laughing. TBH, I don't think I was laughing. Okay. Because there was that part when they introduced her and she like has to get up on these steps in order yeah. to slap the two guys. Yeah. I was laughing. Good. I Good. was laughing my off. Oh, we'll cut that from the podcast. Sorry. Well, you just have to just drink an invisibility potion, you know. <laughs> what? That's not going to make them grow back. I don't get it. <laughs> That's not how it works. You can't oh, say it. something straight out like that. You just have to say, like, do you feel a draft in here? <laughs> <laughs> hey there, buddy. Watch your hands. Oh, oh. <laughs> Suggestive. <laughs> <humor>. <laughs> 
Um, I thought she was a Nazi. And yeah. that this was all going <laughs> to turn around to be, like, some Nazi plot that was, like, with slapstick comedy to, like, a prank li- them. A little late for that. Prank the Nazis. <laughs> the Third Reich trying to return with the, with the plate, the super flu When plan. they showed those guys in the car with the eagles, like, on their hats, uh, yeah. I was like, I don't know what they're up to. They're, they're trying to destroy or bring back the, the Third Reich. Well, I mean, uh, this movie is supposed to be filmed in France, right? Yes. So maybe it was some sort of, maybe the, the rich people were trying, yeah, trying to destroy France from the inside out with the uh, uh, secret flu. Who knows? D or whatever it's called. Well, you know, this is right around the Red Scare, you know, area. Oh, like that's true. May, Maybe a little bit too late for that, too. Or, or, 1970? Well, no, I mean, it goes into it. It goes into the 80s, but. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they mentioned Russia and it's not like a scary thing because that scientist, the bearded scientist guy is Oh, he's Russian. That's right. The exploding egg creator. Talking about them tracking stuff. I thought the bad, the bad guys were Germans. Yeah. But they're Russians. They're all French. They're all French, obviously. Oh, okay. The old lady? Mm Mm-hmm. Takes place in France. She had a French accent. They're all French. I don't know. I didn't make this movie. (laughs) You're responsible, Joel. They could be German. Just accept the responsibility. They could be French. They could be Italian. My guess is quite a few of them were Italian. Not did not speak English. Dub them. Just dub them right over. So, what was your favorite part? Well, well, that's that's a what is what was my favorite part. My favorite part was when, at the end of the movie, those guys parachute out of the plane and that rooster charged at them. Did we oh, already talk yeah. about that? Yeah. Well, we I think we, we discussed how the rooster was the MVP. Right. So far. <laughs> I don't remember if I was recording. Yeah, we, I was recording, we recording when you jumped yeah. over the fence, right? Yeah. 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 Because that was, like, every other joke we were like, yeah, we can expect this and stuff like that. And it's, it's not that it wasn't creative. It was just mm-hmm. like... Like, oh, are they really going to do every joke? Oh, they are. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever. But I was not expecting a rooster to scare the crap out of a couple of henchmen. No, that was awesome. <laughs> it was just was charging. Awesome. Like, what are you doing here, bitch? <laughs> that rooster was tough. Toughrooster.com. Yeah. I've run away from a few roosters in my life, so I could relate to that scene. I'm not not the falling out of the plane or being an evil bad guy, but, yeah, you know. no, One or the other. That's Rachel. I feel like when he confronts her, he's like, I, he should have been like, it's me and I'm naked (laughs) and I'm invisible. (laughs) Like, instead of being like, I'm invisible, like, I feel like that should have been the first thing he disclosed to people. (laughs) Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Scott, or Miss Scott was not, not. Not too worried she about that naked seem part. Phased. No, mm-hmm. she's a scientist. She's used to you know the human body. It's a it's a science thing, mm. probably. Uh, see what you're saying is she's just, just too cerebral to worry about uh, normal mundane things like clothing. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You know uh, go, that scene. Going back to that part where he's trying to track down somebody who could re- read the bottle. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we, I thought that was creative. It's like, oh, he's invisible. You know, he can pretend to be a ghost. Except for they, when they were in the actual scene, nobody was that, like, oh, he's yeah, there's yeah, just some the invisible reactions, dude. The reactions were too mundane for that scene. I wanted more gasps. Yeah. More like, yeah. more like, oh my gosh. He's from the dead. Right. I need to go buy a Ouija board. Yeah. yeah. But it was funny when they, he lit that match and the guy just... Oh, I know! Yeah. He seemed pretty cool about it. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> that was a cool no trick, however they did it. That was cool. <laughs> I think right from the get go, when uh, when he was shaving it after he drank the chimpanzee uh, cocktail uh, coffee, right from the get go, a lot of that stuff just it won me over. Like mm. the floating carrot in, in the chimpanzee cage, the 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 shoes, shoes. and robe combination, the practical effects, eh? Yeah. yeah, it was really good. Right there, and then when he was looking at his hand, which was obviously just kind of stuck down a little further, yeah. And he and he, and he dialed the telephone with it. Oh yeah, yeah the ti- yeah, that the was cool. Thing. That was some there pretty were good stuff. A few cool practical things they did. Yeah, they pulled that telephone dialing one out a couple of times. Like mm-hmm. this is real good. We're gonna get it. 
That was cool. Yeah. Not not too hinky on the green screen stuff. Like I think. Oh, that, the transparency when, when he's yeah. drinking. That one looked didn't look that good. And uh, there's a part where he's got his you know he, he's put some powder on his face so that uh, Lady Doctor can see him. And they're supposed to be kissing, but it's must have been filmed at separate times. Like it's definitely not Hollow Man level. Of, uh, of effects. So. No, I mean, well, that's the top of the crop, you know. No, but nobody got beyond Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, man. Ke- Kevin Bacon's bacon. Talk about walking around <laughs> naked. That's that's right there. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I believe I mentioned this before, but there's a there's a scene in The Invisible Man where the Invisible Man escapes through a window and then he rides a bike. Mm. Naked. Yes, naked. Naked. It wasn't one of those in this scene, and it just that just sounds really uncomfortable to me. He he does sit on the back of a car naked, and you you can only assume what what's going on there. <laughs> you know, I, I I was so caught up in the story that I really wasn't thinking about the fact that he was naked most of the time. <laughs> but I was really glad that Joel was here to remind me. I wish I hadn't been as aware of him as I was. No, the the main actor in this did a really good job, and I I really I like him. I think he's funny. He's funny. I think he's yeah. He definitely when you could see him was doing a lot of cool physical stuff too, and just acting silly and you know. I think but, I think my only criticism to what you're saying, Sarah, is is just kind of how. It still comes off a little bit creepy, that, yeah. that kiss. Yeah. Yeah. But- he sneaks a kiss, and uh, she doesn't even know who it is. Right. It's in the dark. She thinks it's a... The, the she thinks it's dude. Harold assaulting her. And she pushes <laughs> no, somebody him else. back. Yeah. It, it's the common movie theory, where it's only assault if the person doesn't like it. Right? Right. That's that's Invisible Man 101. <laughs> He got lucky because uh, she actually liked him, but didn't have the audacity to just make a move on her, which is something she says in the movie that, you know, she didn't think he had it in him or something. Yep. And that's when he says he feels like a tiger when he's invisible. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could do anything. I could kill this man next to us. (laughs) And that is creepy. Yeah. That's creepy. That line just falls yeah, flat just into like, the dirt. Whoops! Like, please don't say things whoops. like that. Yeah, that was not a pleasant feeling. Yeah. Um, and that, that, this it doesn't happen very often in the movie where you feel creeped out by this whole thing. Like, not very often at all. I was squeamish a couple of times just because I was afraid the animals might have been mistreated or oh, something. Well, yeah, or that's like, true. You know, just a couple of minor things that I thought were like maybe insensitive or in some way, but not not very much. Honestly, I was gonna say they're like miss it by an inch in a couple of places, but. But it's not rather wholesome for the subject. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Including a naked man running around a castle or whatever. Right. You know, for kids. <laughs> I bet nobody had a problem with him being naked suddenly in that castle. But I guarantee somebody's, somebody's you know, anger got up and he's like, that's a man in a dress. Oh, yeah. How improper! This is in England. You can't do that. That kind of humor. That's the ugliest woman I've ever seen. Oh, yep. That line did make me laugh because it's just the obvious joke. And they they had to hit every single one. Yep. Sad sad trumpet. For an hour. Now, there's one key scene that none of us have touched on. And I I assume it's because you guys might have felt the same way I did about it. That's the restaurant scene. I mean, that, that the is, pie fight? Well, everything. And the seltzer bottle? Everything that happens in the restaurant. Like How it turns into a pool? It just feels vicious. Yeah. Absolutely vicious that he, he goes into full-on attack mode. Like, I'm going to get revenge on Harold for real this time. Electrocuting him and, and burning his well, hand wasn't my, enough. I think where I stand on this scene is is that it's kind of like a cause and effect for me. I don't feel that 
our doctor was that mistreated enough for him to, like, fully take out someone's business the way that he does in this movie. Like, I wanted there to be a little bit more of a buildup. Like, you as an audience member need something to to be like, yeah, do it, yeah, you know. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel like we get to that point where where we're so invested in in the doctor and like his need to destroy this man's date. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Part of the fact that we didn't have as much about what his life was like before this is part of what I think could have added to this scene or made it seem more understandable or something, but. I think they were just like, this'll be silly. Yeah. Yeah. And it was more like writing it for the sake of comedy instead of thinking like, yeah, this makes sense. But he kind of seems like a... <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a couple of moments where after he turns invisible that you're like, ah, oh, you're using this to be an... Yep. Totally. No one can see me. It's... It's a metaphor for the internet. It's anonymity, and you can get away with this stuff, so you might as well be a jerk. Perfect. All right? I know I'm a jerk on the internet. And in real life. I'm just a jerk. No. If I was invisible... (laughs) Like I said, I wouldn't leave the house. Oh, yeah. Well, Aaron, you were saying there isn't a reason. You're feeling like there's not the the, the cause is not equaling up to the That's what I'm trying to say. Well, if you recall in the beginning, the the rich guy cut him off, you know, and and he tried to steal his his girlfriend. That means it's cool to destroy someone's business? (laughs) He literally made it a pool. It It went from being a place where I could go and get, like, a nice dinner to, like... Totally, just, completely submerged. It's in gone. Water. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, but there like was he another, ruined someone's life. Guys. There was another little person. Wasn't that funny? When that little person got all angry, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I I have no words. Joel. Okay, okay. So I mean, some of it, like we're we're making, you know, yeah, some of it just fell flat. But I I just I still thought the movie was pretty. Amazing well, the seltzer the seltzer bottle fight part was pretty good. Uh, you don't you don't get you don't get enough of that nowadays. <laughs> it's Harold versus some random dude. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no invisible man involved. Couple pies. But yeah, he's the the hilarious thing of making him sound like he was slurping. I I didn't understand what the issue was at first. Like that's very uncouth, Joel. Yes. Don't slurp your soup. Absolutely. Obviously. Uncouth. Somebody else must have been doing it. The same also. person who makes fart noises. No, that was actually Ringo. That was yeah. Ringo makes fart noises. The professor would not. They make should a have fart let noise. the monkey loose in there. That yeah. was a missed opportunity. Yep. <laughs> As we learned from the set of the last movie, a loose chimpanzee is a bad idea. It's going to grab a straight razor, and who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> you want revenge on Harold? I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> I get Inviso Dog eventually, though. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, we didn't. I don't feel we we didn't get enough Inviso Dog doing things like we we saw the floating collar, and then when the bad guys came in, he was kicking everybody's. <laughs> but not uh, you know they you should have had him like fetch things or or something like that. Yeah, I just thought I would trip over that dog because he he was so big and you wouldn't see him. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that did happen too. Perhaps you're a bad guy, sir. <gasps> Sarah's not a bad guy, Joel. But she said she was going to trip over that dog. But if it's invisible, anyone would trip over it. Mm. Can you imagine petting a dog that you can't see? That seems kind of weird to me. You're freaking me out. Yeah. The idea of touching, like, physically there being a thing that you can't see, but you, you definitely... But it's tactile? It's there, yeah. It's not, not like a breeze. It's not like a liquid. It's it's a solid. Has mass of some sort. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I bet that invisible man would let me touch him. No, I, that's, uh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about uh, bicycles. <laughs> no. Uh... Any any cool wardrobe from this movie? I I, I really enjoyed the. Um, I'll answer my own question real quick here. I really enjoyed the, the thug with the um, uh, the chains. Oh yeah. And the golfing hat kind of thing. Yeah. At the beginning, I liked the doctor's uh, tweed jacket with the elbow pads. Oh yeah. That's pretty good. Mm. A couple of my favorite fashions from this movie. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I like the dress that he wears. Um, <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, totally. And I liked the outfits the girl wears. She wears these like mod micro mini skirts with like uh, a trench coat, but it's like very Bridget Bardot, like the hairdo and the makeup and the style of clothes she wears. And it's really classy. It's cool looking. Uh, what else did I like? I liked, uh, liked that double-breasted jacket that, that Harold or whoever oh, yeah. was wearing. Yeah, um, fancy. Pencil, pencil, thin mustache Harold. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there were a lot of uniforms. Where did he find that, like, workman's uniform that he just changed into? You're talking about when he was in the plane? Oh, yeah, that's when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you always leave extra clothes on a plane in case a naked person gets on board. It's just, like, common knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Not enough parachutes. They didn't have to worry about that either. We're learning something today. Yes. (laughs) Pack extra, um... What I learned from this movie... No. Uh, Yeah? Pack extra parachutes. And coveralls. Definitely. <laughs> For your body-moving Beastie Boys. Uh, well, I, also learned, <laughs> I also learned that it's extremely easy to make a plane almost crash by just pulling on some wires. Like that's, Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, just pull up the panel of the side of a plane and you can crash it. Next time somebody wants me to ride an old, old-style airplane, I'm going to be like, hell no. I think this was a little bit of a uh, low-budget plane. For a rich person, like I agree. Maybe a little, little primitive. It was just made for a quick escape. It wasn't for a pleasure cruise or anything. I mean, I don't know how many strings there are that are in control of the, you know. <laughs> There's five strings. You pull this one. You pull this stuff like that. That's, that's how they used to pilot the planes back in the day. Some bicycle. guy was just <laughs> bicycles. Like bicycle, like a, absolutely. Like a piano. Absolutely. <laughs> That's great. So the, my favorite things that people wore was when he was wearing that DuPont sign after he showed oh, up yeah. naked. Oh. And he was trying to walk away from that cop when he saw his bare Sandwich legs. Sandwich board sign. Mm-hmm. And I also liked the German doctor when he was wearing that full Sasquatch uniform after he fell into the mud or whatever that was. Oh, yeah. And got into the cop car. It's like, there's a naked man covered with earth and leaves and stuff. Getting into our car. Whatever. We gotta go catch the bad guys. Good picks, Joel. Good picks. This was more of a uh, streaker's okay time, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was streaking. (laughs) It was the way it was. Back in the late 60s, early 70s. So this is Disney's level of uh, nudist colony? Entry level? Entry level nudist colony idea? (laughs) (laughs) Give the people what they want. Naked scientists. Men. (laughs) That's right, kids. You could be anything. You could be an invisible naked man. (laughs) Thanks, Disney. Come to the Epcot Center. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell your parents. No, that's that's not not good. Oh, man. I don't don't think this movie actually had any Disney tie-ins, but I'm not sure. There's there's very little information uh, of the sources that I could find. And, like, if you look on Amazon to see if it's for sale, you can either buy a VHS copy Mm -hmm. or you can buy a DVD copy, which is a scan of the VHS copy. Got it. So I kind of want... To see, like, the version we were seeing is pan and scan. You know, it's made for a TV. Like, there were parts of the movie where the the main actor was on the right side of the screen, oh. so you couldn't see his face yeah. when he was talking to somebody. That was bad, because it, it was reaction shot kind of stuff, too. Yeah, like, you could say. You, you need to see his face for the some of that, and it was like, oh. They showed, like, a shelf in the room instead of, like, the other person. Yep. <laughs> A <laughs> uh, lady was in the middle, and he, she, he, and the other two scientists on each side. I didn't want to see those guys, anyways. That's fine. I like that everybody was fully on board. Like you could tell that everybody was like, "Yeah, like whatever, whatever you want us to do, we'll do it." Mm-hmm. Like 
Now we're going to stand here and act sad while this little old lady stands on a stool and hits us all in the face or whatever. It's just very <laughs> silly, but you could tell that that they were in, in for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't going to half-ass it. This part, you're going to be slipping and sliding because he's supposed to be punching you. Okay, boss. <laughs> good pratfalls, good good comedy uh, stunts, uh, all that, that jokiness. Yeah. Professionals. The main bad guy, or Harold, whatever, I don't know if he really was the main bad guy. He was just a guy that wanted a girlfriend, I think. I And happened to have everything. a terrible family situation. I think he just kind of walked in on, on his on his family's, uh, or his mom in particular's evil scheme. I think he did just want to, because even he was like, Trying in his own sort of, you know, obviously mis- misguided way, trying to actually have a job, yeah. you know, trying to have a girlfriend, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, trying to be independent a little bit. Totally, Sarah. I see Very it. Very unhealthy relationship with his mother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But that, his character kind of reminded me of the lion that's the king in the Robin Hood Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, talking, you're talking about Prince John. Yeah, yeah. the one that's okay. the brother or whatever right. of the real king. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's great, that's by the way. Good. That's yeah. like mm. perfect. Perfect. Like, I'm royal, but I'm also an ass. Oh. Yeah. You could probably take some of the other characters from that movie and put them in here, too. But yeah, that was what he reminded me of mommy and like sucking his his thumb. thumb. (laughs) Definitely had that joke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he deserved his fate at the end though. He's, he's probably dead at this point. You know, like an hour afterwards because he has his, his legs crushed and he becomes dwarf, dwarf plays golf or whatever, dwarf, dwarf on golf. Whatever, whatever those, uh, dwarf movies are. You wouldn't be able to just walk away from that. Nope. And it's not really that funny when you think about it. <laughs> and where did the bone go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went up and shot up into his thighs. Yeah. There was no coming back from that. Yeah. If it was, I mean, you could tell he was walking around on his knees, which was funny. What? But <laughs> I thought the invisible guy was sitting on the back of his legs at first. Oh, no, he wasn't actually fair. And that he yeah. was making the legs invisible. And then I realized that he was not. That was, yeah. Yeah. I thought the joke was that he had fallen, like, his legs had become stuck in the earth. In the ground. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I was like, our brains were really trying to figure out the puzzle on that one. No, he's he's pulling to tiptoes. He's just walking along. He's had a full body restructure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. From from landing feet first on the ground from an airplane. (laughs) He finally got his mother's approval. And I think that that happy ending is says something. You're right, Joel. You're right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I think we covered it. Rooster, chimpanzee, hijinks, dog. dog. Pretty lady. Oh, um, did we talk about the, the, the French soldier and his uh who gets his hat and his cloak stolen? Oh, the Admiral? Yeah, the Admiral. Mm. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty good. I think that's it though for me. No. That was just just a more opportun- more opportunities for puns. If you like puns, you'll like Mister Super in- Mister Invis- Super Invisible. Mister Super Invisible. The, the name doesn't make any sense. Why isn't it just Mister Invisible? Uh, because he's super. He's wacky and silly. Yeah. Super invisible. <laughs> I mean, who would you guys tell to watch this movie? Like, I mean, is it Nobody. is it for kids? <laughs> That was what I was thinking when I said that, you know, the movie got a little bit tedious in some places. I found it entertaining, but there is not a person I know that I would recommend it. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to think, and not that I'm one who partakes, but is this something you could watch inebriated? Is it mm. something that the lack of lack of common... I don't know. because no, no. it's, it's not like it's so bad it's good. Yeah. It's, it's just a really silly movie. Like, I think that we walked into it kind of the perfect way, which was knowing nothing about it. And yeah. <laughs> And therefore was entertained by the the stupidness of it. I just remembered that part when I said, do grown men act like 
The question has not been answered. <laughs> My answer was yes. I'm sure. I'm sure that <laughs> anything that's done in the movie happens in real life. On yes, there were some funny moments. I'll give it that. Oh sure. Some of those puns worked, and like I said, I'm I'm a sucker for animal reaction shots. That monkey was living it up. Yeah, uh, chimpanzee rather. He was. He was. He loved the camera. Mm-hmm. And the camera loved him. Yeah, I can't recommend. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> I, I just I can't think of anyone who'd want to watch this. But I mean, if uh, you listener, if you are brave enough, it is on YouTube for free. It's silly, and it, if you liked, um, what was the other one he was in? Uh, that darn cat, or Herbie the Love Herbie. Bug. If you liked the Love Bug, you might like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the love book oh, <laughs> that much. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. I've never seen it, so yeah. Didn't they? They remade that as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, let's wrap it up. I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson, a different lesson <laughs> that you learned from Mister Super Invisible, aka Naked Scientist in Love. <laughs> What was the name of our play? <laughs> mad Scientist in Love. Potions. It was Mad Scientist in Love. Invisible Mad Scientist in Love. <laughs> Two invisible naked scientists walk into a lab. You fill out the rest. Hey, if you have any suggestions or comments on what you'd like us to watch or what you think about our podcast or how much you like Aaron, write into please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pds. M-I-O-S. We're also on Twitter at Outer Space Pod. If you listen to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it. If you left us a star and or written rating, that just increases our visibility on the iTunes charts. And that's a good thing for us because we'll get more listeners, more souls. I'm not even joking around anymore. That's what we want. Souls. <laughs> if you got a few bucks, you can uh, send it out to us through our Ko-Fi. Uh, site at ko-fi.com slash pdsmios. There you can donate $3 at a time to, you know, buy us a cup of joe. Buy us a bottle of coke. Buy us an invisible potion. You know, the Written usual in stuff. a foreign language. Buy us a new pair of underwear in case we laugh so hard we poop ourselves. <laughs> I could always use a spare emergency pair. Yep. You need an emergency jumpsuit. And an emergency pair of underwear. That's right. He wasn't wearing anything under that jumpsuit. That's uncomfortable. Anyways, (laughs) if you enjoy our podcast, check out more podcasts just like us on our network at eartrumpetaudio.com. All right. Did you guys learn anything from this movie? I mean, I'm not sure you can learn things. I learned the old, uh, I mean, the one thing that kept... Hammering home to me was the great with great power comes great responsibility. The the old Peter Parker, uh, sort of thing. Because I felt like a, a lot of his problems could have been dealt with if he hadn't, you know, if he'd done what Joel would do, which which is if he Joel was invisible, just stay home. Yep. Mm. I mean, he wouldn't have solved the mystery of oh, who, who was right. macking on his girl. <laughs> I don't right, know. right, right. But. Yeah. Was it circumstantial that he helped solve the the uh who stole the flu? No, because he was he was trying to solve it because they were setting it up to make it look like he had made okay. a mistake. Okay. And originally that guy with the white must curly mustache yeah. who thought he was a bad guy, but he was just kind of another, you know, patsy in the whole thing. Idiot. Okay. Yeah. It's another dumbo. Mm-hmm. Just another schmuck. Yep. Just another poop head. Okay, then. Thank you for the answer to my question. Just another fart knocker. Anyways. <laughs> I'll come up with another lesson here in just a moment. Another lesson? Yeah. Uh, just because you're a scientist doesn't mean you have to be a serious person. I, I learned uh, <laughs> in real <Exactly>. life. <laughs> just because you're a scientist 
Doesn't mean you have to be serious. Or right. wear pants. Yeah. Uh, my other lesson is uh, be sure to bring your pet to work. Oh, yeah. Apparently that will solve most of your yeah. problems. Bring Only your- good things happen when you bring your pet to work. Bring your pet to work. That's true. I mean, I think... And have the doorman bring him to the zoo. <laughs> he felt comfortable with the dog there, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It would make me feel better if I could have Pascal or Tiger with me. But I'm not sure that they would enjoy it. No, I don't think they would either. Mm. What I learned from this movie is that when you're invisible, you feel like a tiger. No, that's not not, a tiger. That's that's a. Oh, man, there's something we didn't talk about. Okay. What I learned from this movie is that you can never have enough explosions. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This movie had so many explosions. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It did. It's kind of funny we didn't touch on that. No. You're right. It's it like, seemed like kind of an afterthought yeah, well, in a lot of the scenes. It kind of overwhelmed by them because it's the, at one point <laughs> that's just the whole entire thing going on. Explosion after explosion yeah. until a house explodes. It, I, I think it's because we saw our number one explosion, you know, and it, it, when we saw Cherry 2000. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they blew up that national monument. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, that was pretty like amazing. Like going into the freaking rainforest. Yeah. Like blowing things. Here's the oldest tree in the world. Let's blow it up for our movie. <laughs> Boom. Um, I also learned that you can open a secret passage by turning something that looks like a spigot for a hose outside. Yes. <laughs> but make sure to turn it the right way. Right. Otherwise you might look like a fool in front of the police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the policeman, you're a fool. Uh, I, I, I learned something. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. The other lesson, lessons. The other lesson from this movie is, is that uh, if you happen to be a police officer... And you're doing a chase. Be sure to stare out from the windows of your car uh, like a crazy person and, like, stick half your body out to try stick to follow. Half stick, stick half your body out of the car so you can get an eye, an eye on, on a plane overhead. That's the key yeah. to it. Yeah. That's the key. I've never I've never done that myself. You know, when somebody's driving, stick part of my body out. But no. I guess I had parents that taught me things. I did in a limo once. My God. That's what, oh yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood Cornelius. (laughs) No, it was for prom. It was for prom. Yeah, sure it was, buddy. Hollywood Cornelius. (laughs) Look forward to seeing Aaron in Avengers Infinity War coming this summer. We'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.